Ooh, welcome to That's Good Broncos, a podcast with Will Keys and me, Brandon Perna, who are being injected with hope because the football season's over. Um, the Chiefs have enjoyed being champions for one day, and that's all they get. Two days. Season's has over. It, has it been two days already? Nobody's a Super, super Bowl champion anymore at this point in the season. <laughs> Uh, All records are the same, and now the Broncos uh, are uh, top of the division again. Yeah, they are tied for first place in the AFC West, and I suspect they'll stay there for a while. I do too. At least six months, or roughly exactly six months. Uh, There's a lot of stuff happening with the Broncos. Uh, We took last week off, unexpected. I decided last minute I didn't want to fucking podcast, so <laughs> we didn't. Um, but I'm recharged. I'm refueled. I'm ready to talk about Garrett Bowles. They might be trying Ooh. to trade him, or they might not be. Depends on who you ask. Um, Sean Payton's starting to, or he's going to assemble his coaching staff now that he's done doing TV. Guess he had to finish out the Fox contract, which was kind of weird last right. week. Um, and Will has a inside lead on one of the coaches that uh, is coming in. So we will tell you all about that right That's now, though. Benchwarmerbrew.com. Don't forget my coffee company. We got the Losers Blend, which is for fans of 31 NFL fan bases. Although I just said we're all even. Losers Blend. It is my medium dark roast uh check it benchwarmerbrew.com when you support that coffee company you support me and we donate one percent of the uh sales to the alzheimer's association uh my page my fundraising page there so uh we were able to link that up recently and uh, we've got some shirts there all sorts of shit but okay will how are you I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I I had a fun time watching the game for about 59 of the 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think like most of the football watching public, um, I would have been okay if the Chiefs had stopped Jalen Hurts on the last drive um, in kind of a a more organic fashion. But um, yeah, seeing the game and the way it did was just – an unsatisfying conclusion in that um, you just don't want to see the game end on like three kneel downs and a kick. Obviously uh, you don't want to see a game decided on a very, I don't say ticky tacky penalty, but um, not an egregious hold at all. No. Um, And when you consider what they had or had not been calling up to that point in the game, uh, it felt very arbitrary, and I think like Greg Olson said, I don't know how you call that there. Like you have to have a sense of the moment, um, and to see to see that happen in the AFC Championship game. Although you know you can make a case that uh, you know the late hit was way more well deserved uh, in terms of the flag uh, than the hold on on Bradbury. But uh, a really disappointing ending to an all-time entertaining Super Bowl. 
Um, yeah, it was it was a fun and, game. You know, obviously, fuck the Chiefs, of course, obligatory. <laughs> there but is that aspect of it yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it's like if if Mahomes would have thrown the ball right away to Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, if it was a quick pass and there's the contact there, sure, it's fine. But it was a throwaway that Chiefs got bailed out because of a little yeah. bit of a hold. I love the screenshots of the jersey being tugged like it was – like he, it was like Juju was pulled down to the ground. If you look <laughs> at that screenshot, according yeah. to some people, um, but like everybody's instant reaction to that, I think that are legitimate fans of football and didn't have like a, a, a rooting interest mm-hmm. um, was just like, why the fuck did this flag get thrown here? Right. Um, it's like who like field Yates McAfee. Rich Eisen, all the like anybody, like all these guys who talk about it. Damachek, Bill Simmons. Yeah. Uh, all those guys. It's, it felt so like unanimous that people were upset about it, except for Chiefs fans, of course, which, yeah. like, if I were a Broncos fan in the situation, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, well, we got away with one, but whatever. Um, but it's over. We're going to move on from it. It's over. It's, see, like, and that's, I've talked a little bit about it with Tom, but what really bothers me is like, Pointing that out and not liking it is not saying that the Chiefs didn't deserve to win that game. But that's like the conclusion people get to for some reason. They played a great second half. They earned the victory. Um, They were in scoring position with or without that penalty. They still would have gotten the field goal. Yeah. And let's let's keep in mind, that was the third down. Yeah. They would have just kicked it there. It would have given the Eagles time for a drive and to get back into field goal range. Yeah, yeah to kick or, or score a touchdown. Yeah, or score a touchdown. I honestly don't think the Eagles would have because I just felt like the, the momentum was in the Chiefs' favor. But we don't know. We don't know. And that, that's like all we're saying. And it's it's not to try and discredit the Chiefs, but when you are a Broncos fan and when you do shit on the Chiefs at every chance you get, I understand why people uh, would be upset with me or annoyed with me. Um, that said, we can move on to the Broncos. Uh, I suppose what, we have to. Yeah. Did it, did it feel weird to have Sean Payton like at the Super Bowl week? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I remember watching. I didn't watch like a ton of pregame, but I think with a couple hours up to the game, I just put on Fox and, and let it run. Um, and yeah, just going to Sean Payton in the studio while he's already got a Broncos job and and hearing him break down the Super Bowl, although he did make one of the, the best points, I think, of the week uh, in that people were ignoring the kicking game or just special teams in general. And this, this game came down to, A, you know, Butker misses a field goal early on. Um, B, the Kadarius Tony punt return oh. ends mm-hmm. up being the longest in Super Bowl history. We still haven't had a punt return touchdown in the Super Bowl, which is kind of strange. That is crazy. Um, and then, you know, you win the game on a, a Butker field goal. Uh, yeah. Not a long one, but the kicking game factored in. And uh, I think Peyton made a good point of that. And when, when you <laughs> when you say the, the special teams are going to factor in, it usually means that the Chiefs are going to have the advantage uh, because Dave Taub is uh, yeah elite special teams coach. Um, Butker has been shaky all season, but he made a kick when it, when it mattered. Um, but yeah, I think um, if we don't get Rob Gronkowski too, like Sean Payton teased, um, I think he belongs in the hot seat already. Boom! Before yeah. he even plays, he coaches a game. 
And, and also, like the the Kadarius Tony return was set up by just a shitty thirty eight yard punt. Yeah, Eagles punter thirty eight yards. Uh, yeah. To to be like to put that in perspective, I can punt a football thirty eight yards. So right. yeah, it it was a factor. Um, I also like Sean Payton talking about that because special teams have been so bad for the Broncos over the last several years, or at least just uninspiring. <laughs> I don't remember the last time they were good. For Jordan Norwood in Super Bowl 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I McManus in Super Bowl 50. Was that the last time? Like they felt like pretty yeah, good like in all phases. I think so. I think so. Um the amount of people who were asking me if Gronk was really coming to the Broncos uh was very funny to me. Uh, I hope, obviously, we would take Gronk, but uh, I'll take him. At, at this point, I just have to chalk that up too as a, a joke, a bit, kind of funny. No, I mean it actually wasn't really funny. Um, I thought Gronkos was kind of funny. See, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I am excited for Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I don't know if like I like kind of the attention him being at Super Bowl week brought. But it just feels weird to have your head coach and he's not here uh, putting together the staff. And I know he's talked about the plan is to be thorough or take their time with the interviews. Like he's about hiring the right guys who want to come in and teach. Uh, slow to hire, slow to fire. I think he said some shit like that. So I like mm -hmm. all of it. But it did feel weird. It's just different. I don't know if it's bad or it's good. But it's like I want the coach here. I want shit to be going on like i want to know who the defensive coordinator is i want to know who all these guys are but we're just waiting so uh, yeah i don't care i don't like as long as they're here by training camp <laughs> as long as we I have coaches by september uh, they should uh, be we'll here be by OTAs, maybe yeah. that'd be good uh um, you'd want a, a staff to be here by um maybe the draft free agency so you can pick a player that fits a scheme um but who really cares uh, i guess we do have some staff news that we can talk about sure um i'll start with this former broncos offensive coordinator justin outen is out 10 he's going to the titans as a running bit running back running game coordinator uh and also i think this is mike Kliss added that he had a nice couple games as broncos play caller at the end of the season which he did which he did yeah it's it, I'm laughing at it because those two games felt so refreshing as yeah. Broncos fans. Yeah, he called the but plays. It, if you're on the outside looking in and uh Outen was the offensive coordinator, right? This season. Yeah. For the whole season. Um Hackett started calling plays, but if you're looking at the Broncos, one the run game fucking sucked most of the season. <laughs> uh two to say this guy uh was good two games. It just it sounds so bad. It does. Uh, I, I I get the optimism there, and I think Alton uh, is going to a place where uh, they can run the football. They already know how to run the football. I think he can make a positive impact there. I think he'll be good. <laughs> but say, hey, that team was good for two weeks at the end, and he was kind of calling plays there uh, versus – the previous 16 weeks when he was on staff and was having input and was the offensive coordinator, it wasn't good. I, I like the spin. But again, we, we know 
the situation. I hope, I hope he's well. I think yeah. Derrick Henry uh, will make his life a little easier, and they'll get more than twenty yard runs week one. But good for good. What else do we got, Will? Who's the okay. guy you know? Why don't you give us the inside deets? Yeah. Okay. I don't have many, but um, <laughs> per sources, I don't know whose sources. But Arch Manning's high school offensive coordinator, Logan Kilgore, is joining Sean Payton in Denver. Kilgore helped Arch Manning surpass his uncle Payton and Eli's school passing touchdown records. Manning threw for 34 scores against two interceptions under Kilgore's direction in 2022. Um, I know this guy because he went to my high school and he was in a class with my brother and he was a quarterback there. Um, I think he went to Middle Tennessee, wherever the Blue Raiders are. Um, and he briefly had like a cup of coffee with the Saints, I want to oh. say in 2014. Um, obviously didn't stick around and has been coaching ever since. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. Um, obviously the people are going to make a connection between, uh, Kilgore and Arch Manning. Really? But I have to tell you, um, we already have enough connections to Arch Manning to the point we got where Peyton and now we got his coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should advocate for – we should – whenever Arch comes out, that's the year the draft should be abolished and uh, it should just be a free agent frenzy where the, the, the kids pick where they want to go. Yeah. You know, what if the plan is this, though? Okay. What if the plan is just for Arch Manning to be a bad college football quarterback so nobody wants him and right. then the Broncos uh, – they draft him in like the sixth round. Okay. Do you think that's going to happen? I say yes. <laughs> Have him play poorly. At, he where's he going? Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. They won't notice. They've been. They haven't had good been play for a, while, shit right? for a while. He yeah. should. No, this. He should look really good, like as a uh, his first season. Okay. Uh huh. And then be bad. I just want the the stock to go down. The Rosen arc. Yes, or that's the, a way to do it. And then you get yeah. it. because if he knows he's going to go to the Broncos, then there's no risk in playing poorly. Yes. What if he just learns to be a bad quarterback? No, 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 no. Um, you're you're practicing all the things not to do. Exactly how Pat Shermer would want you to do it. Can't he just um, pull an Eli? Yeah. Like who, you know, I don't think the I'm Chargers gonna play. Have the I'm gonna play one for these win. 31 teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that. I don't see why not. Um, maybe that's why the Broncos are trying to uh, allegedly trying to uh, stockade some some draft capital. Yeah. So, got a rumor afoot, mm. and I wanted to address it. Uh, let's start. How should we, how should we, okay. This involves three people that have all been on the show. So yep. they're all our friends, I think. Yeah, no, we love, we love them all. It's it. Just information. It's just it's information. Just confl conflicting information. It doesn't mean we're shitting on one person or the other or saying something's true no. and something's not true. We're just laying out, uh, the timeline of events. Okay. Yeah. So Mario Vitanze 
who is the um, what's his role with the team? Or I guess he's not technically with the team. Body work. Body he's work. a chiropractor by trade. Um, he okay. has he has worked on my body. Uh, he's traveled with the team the last couple of years. He knows Garrett Bowles very well. Yeah. He knows a lot of players very well. Uh, he's he's got he's a, a very um, likable guy. He engages in conversation. And he talks to players. Like if I were their chiropractor, their bodywork dude, I would be too timid to talk to him <laughs> and form real relationships. Yeah. Like Mario knows these guys and he legit, I think, becomes I don't know if it's like friends. He definitely makes friends with with some players, but he builds like good relationships with them. So right. when he says some shit, I trust it. Uh, okay, so that's good context for what we're about to say. This is what he tweeted. Uh, there's a big name Denver Bronco on the trade block. The team is going to shop him around, get a sense of his value, and if the price is right, they'll pull the trigger. Boom. The team is desperate for more draft picks, and the thinking is that this player should lead to a good return. Uh, and so Ben Albright, also been on the show, yep. um, went on the radio and noted that the player in uh, th- that Mario is referencing is left tackle Garrett Bowles. Um, so that that was out there. Yep. And then Zach Stevens from DNVR. Um, also been on the show. Good guy. Said on Twitter, per source, there has been zero talk within the Broncos organization regarding Garrett Bowles potentially being traded this offseason. And I think Albright said something back about semantics, uh, not really taking a shot at anybody. Um, but I, I believe both of them uh, in what they heard and – this is what kind of uh, frustrates me about insider talk and insider speak uh-huh. is that I don't know who's like reading between the lines and who's just telling you what the source gave back to you. And once the rumor's already there, it's like, do you think a source is going to corroborate this information and say, yeah, he is on the block? No, they're going to say, of course he's not. Um, so I don't know who to believe here. I think they both were – I think they're both telling the truth, honestly, um, yeah. in terms of what they heard. And I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I would be surprised if he's on the block, to be honest. I, I think I don't. I, I, believe yeah, it's I don't know. I just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's like because the only reason you'd be really trading him is to free up some cap space and get some draft capital. And you have to believe by doing those two things, you can one replace him. Yeah. More for, for a cheaper deal. So there's got to be a rookie tackle in this draft. They think they can get with whatever they are uh, projecting. They can bring back from a, a Garrett Bowles trade. Yes. Because you're not going to go into free agency and find a better tackle at a cheaper no. price. You yeah. might find a comparable guy, but it's going to probably be even more expensive than Garrett Bowles because who are the options out there? Uh, Man, I don't even like, know who's. Free I guess Orlando agent. Brown's uh, free agent. The Chiefs uh, are not going to let him go, though. I'm like, <laughs> no, but that's true about any good tackle. Yeah, it's like there's a reason that they don't become available because they're 
they play uh, a really important position on the football field. Yeah. Uh, they're um, like they're like quarterbacks in that you pay them and you keep them there as long as you can. Um, and they just don't become available if they're good. Yeah. Orlando Brown, he's not leaving. Although if the Broncos took him, oh my God. Yes. Uh, really is David Bakhtiari a free agent? But even him, even if he yeah, is, I don't know. I don't he's know. very injury prone, right? Right. Which I I don't know if he I don't know if he can say that about Bowles, a guy who's been who was hurt last year. But before that, he played 14 games, 15 games, 16, 16, 16 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you got right tackle McGlinchey maybe leaving uh, the 49ers. Yeah. I don't see David Bakhtiari on here. Um, what I think he was a free agent. I don't know. But here's what I was going to go back to is. Yeah. I think if Mario's putting that out there, then he's gotten that information directly from Garrett Bowles. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so he, wouldn't, maybe, he wouldn't make it up. Maybe there has been been talks or maybe uh they 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 talked to Bowles, maybe it's like come at him with a contract restructuring and he doesn't want to do it. Like there could be a lot of information we don't have there, but like if they're saying that, if he's saying that, then I would I I believe that they're considering it. Uh but again, like yes. any of these scenarios and situations, it's about somebody wanting that player and wanting them enough to give you what you're going to ask. What would Garrett Bowles even bring in? Like, that's the real question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I The Broncos like, don't have a first or second rounder. You have to think that he'd get a second rounder. Yeah, anything At less least. than a second rounder, it's not worth it. Like, yeah. he was a first-round draft pick. Yes. You extended him because... He started playing like a first-round tackle. Right. Uh, having a hole at tackle is not a fun game to play. No. Um, I think the the risk of losing him until we know more is doesn't outweigh the reward at this point. Um, um, here's a good thought, though. Like he hasn't played well, particularly out you without Mike Munchak. Right. Um, and we but, didn't get a good sample size in five games this year before he got hurt. Um, no. Like like so many other uh, players did this year. Um, another thing, too, is he's going to be 31 this year, which is not old for a tackle um, because you have guys playing into their late 30s uh, if you're good enough. But they drafted him as a – Kind of a reason I didn't like the pick when it happened. Um, not that I know what I'm talking about because I wanted OJ Howard, the tight end, but he was a 25 year old rookie coming out of Utah, um, right? And he wasn't a finished product. Like he was still <laughs> committing a lot of penalties in the Pac-12, um, and obviously, like he's a he's a beast uh, and and very mobile and and versatile. But like, damn. Drafting a 25-year-old guy is not like a, you know, instant pro bowler. It's tough. Yeah, I didn't feel good about uh, any of that draft um, until like 48 hours afterwards. Because well, that draft was awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like at the time, like before 
when the Broncos were on the clock for Drew Locke, I was tweeting, don't take a quarterback here. Don't take a quarterback here. <laughs> and then they did. Um, and at the time, and like, I like what Garrett Bowles developed into. I like that he worked at getting better and he did. Uh, but I think like them taking him over Ryan Ramchek at the time didn't make sense. Um, and it was, you know, Ramchek Ramchek was taken by Sean Payton. Yep. Um, and Payton, I mean, it seems like he knows what he's doing with, uh, they drafted Teron Armstead, right? Yeah. He's put together, you know, he's made some some nice finds on the offensive line, including uh, Zach Streif, who they brought in. He was like yeah. a seven, or an undrafted guy or a seventh rounder maybe that obviously turned into a, a kind of a long-term guy on that offensive line for New Orleans. Yeah. Well, if they make that line good – it's gonna it's gonna make everything game over for the rest of the NFL. <laughs> it'll just it'll and it's not to say that line the line was like the worst line this year. No, they're like take, the but average. They, I think, one of the few things that will guarantee they. What am I trying to say? Hey, they they have to have like a top five offensive line, in my opinion, to be successful with Russell Wilson. I wouldn't go when that I far. Say top five offensive line. I don't just mean pass protection. I mean, this has got to be a, t- a line like the Eagles where they are dominant in the run game and they pass protect well. Because if you do those two things, one, the run game sets up Russell Wilson for success. That's just how he's built as a QB. But two, if he has time, more time than most other quarterbacks, he's, he's going to find guys. Yeah, he just ta- it just takes him longer to find guys. Do I you don't think I wouldn't go. That, well, if you want the Eagles' offensive line, you're give me Philly's line. That'll be the they'll be the number one offensive line in the NFL if we're comparing them to the Eagles. Yeah, I think if you can have like a top twelve offensive line, I think you're you're set. Um, I'm not arguing like top five would be great. Um, but we'll see. If you had to have a top five offensive line or yeah, a top five defense, what are you taking? Uh, top five defense, I think. I don't know. Where five. is the we offensive line? We had a top line? five defense. We just had a top five defense. I know, but, you but what's suckered. the trade-off? You got suckered. You got you suckered. Have to say, you have to say like a bottom 15 defense or a top five offensive line or a top five defense or a bottom 15. Ah, what I didn't tell you was you could have had a top six defense. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, oh, I think God. watching the Super Bowl made me like – you're always like, okay, what what positions are important to building a football team? Oh, it just turns out you have to be good everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl. It's like, Definitely okay. All of them. Uh, ironically, I guess the Chiefs were – I don't know. I don't know if the Chiefs are a good model. Um, but if you look at the Eagles, they're pretty much elite everywhere except like I, I don't know that they – like they're linebackers. I mean not like they're – not like Hassan Reddick, who's obviously great, but they're inside linebackers, like they're coverage linebackers. They're not like stars or anything, and they're safeties, like Reed Blake and Ship. And, and I guess 
CJ uh, Gardner-Johnson's kind of a safety. Is he a nickelback? Yeah, I think it's like he plays like both kind of. But yeah. I think they were using him more as a safety this year. Okay. Yeah, but like where were the Eagles deficient at all? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. It's like you just – I mean, you don't have to – you have to have good running backs, I think. Um, but you also can't spend money on running back, which is – yeah, um, and actually, if, if you want to make an argument for an area that kind of got exposed in the Super Bowl, would be running back. Like, yeah, where was Miles Sanders? Um, Nowhere. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Gainwell didn't gain so well, did he? No, it was just those two positions. They didn't have a guy to kind of lean on. Um, but I mean, they still moved the ball. Like it was hard because Dallas yeah. Goddard was really good. But it is the linebackers, and the Chiefs conversely have two. They have great linebacking core. Um, yes, and Nick yeah, which you saw with Bolton could have been plays. MVP. Like uh, if that incomplete pass went was you know ruled a. Uh, <laughs> I'm still shocked that they didn't uh, call out a fumble. I didn't think it was a catch. I didn't think so live. Um. I didn't think so. Looking looking at the replay, had Devon if if they had ruled Devonte Adams catch a catch, then I would have I would have seen it go that way. Devonte Smith, but, yeah. Devon, sorry, Devonte Smith, yeah, yeah. Weird. But um, there's you've got to be good on every level. The both teams had great offensive lines, and both teams' offensive yep. lines got helped a lot by the field condition. Uh, right, right. I think I think more so, and this is not like a. Uh, this is, oh, the lucky Chiefs, but like I think, the way that the Eagles tried to rush, Patrick Mahomes, uh, like seriously didn't work with that with those field conditions because they were trying to get around the edge, and trying to use their speed. Yeah, and, to push him in. Right, right, and to kind of make him have to move up with that ankle, whether or not it was hurt. Uh, you know, I'm not convinced, uh, <laughs> but you know, to stop Jalen hurts, you can't just get around the edge. So he's going to run. Uh, you have to play like kind of a mush rush where you're, you're not, you know, <laughs> relying on traction to get down the field. You're just kind of, uh, you know, yeah. clogging the pocket, I guess. And yeah. Uh, that, yeah. And I think, too, the it sounded like the Chiefs were just better in terms of finding the right cleats and adapting to the conditions too, which um, I think Mitchell Schwartz said on on Twitter, which just goes to like Andy Reid's the best coach. He just is. Yeah, he's so good. He might be better than Belichick. <laughs> he is I've at been, this point for sure. I've been saying that like all all year about Andy Reid. He's definitely better than Belichick now. <laughs> right now yeah but i'm just like legitimately impressed with how good the team is on every level every year also including play calling and then this run through the playoffs kind of calling the game for patrick mahomes with his slight limitations um (laughs) But even like and like people are trying to give the like Doug Peterson the uh, 
what's it what's the term for the motion the comeback motion that they ran or the yeah the uh because he peterson ran it and supposedly peterson like gave andy reed the tip about like doing it so they're just trying to like say it was actually doug Doug peterson doing it uh it doesn't matter like yeah they they called them at the right times you know what i mean like you can have you can know all that shit but you got to know when to do it when to deploy it and they always do they every game too well, who's who's wide open to start the fucking game? Travis Kelsey every week. Yeah, it's like how two of those touchdowns uh, just you couldn't have been more wide open. Like it's there. I think three. Well, yeah, the the Kelsey one that was just a good route by Kelsey on his touchdown. He yeah. just torched him. So he got open enough, and then the Tony and the Sky Moore touchdowns was the same motion, the fake yep. motion. Boom, open. Yep. Fooled the Eagles. Uh, but yeah, and, and that, like I tweeted, if Sean Payton is half as good a play caller as Andy Reid, I'm excited about like the Broncos' chances this year on offense because it has just felt like specifically in the red zone, our team lacks creativity and execution. That's where you need to be creative because the field is so condensed. And you need to be good. You need to be well-coached to execute there and it goes that went all the way back to week one when denver two different running backs fumble on the goal line (laughs) in that seahawks game that's two touchdowns erased in a game you lost by one point like the broncos were bad but they were so close to being a winning team yeah in the same breath it was just unreal last year unreal how they figured out how to lose and yeah, I think a lot of that would be coaching. I think if Andy Reid were coaching that team, the results would have been a lot different last year. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. It. I think the one bright spot I thought we were going to get from the Chiefs winning was uh, I thought Andy Reid might call it quick. Yeah, and then you usher in the Matt Nagy era, who I actually don't think is a terrible coach by any means. He got so much shit that last year in Chicago. He did. But he also led a Mitch Trubisky quarterback team to the playoffs twice. Yeah. Um, which conveniently never gets brought up. But the drop off. Did he also Andy want Reed Mitch Trubisky more than Mahomes, though? I don't Who's know. If he's, that? I don't know if he was the one pulling the. Well, no, he wasn't there. That was John Fox. Oh, was Fox still there when they drafted <laughs> Trubisky? Damn. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. I can't remember anything. Um, and that's why Garrett Bowles will get a first round draft pick. Well, let me, yeah. Let me confirm that for you, but I believe that is the case. Yes, I was right. I'm right. I'm always right. <laughs> yeah. But the, so Zach, is it Strife or Streif? Streif. Zach Streif, he's set to be the Broncos line, offensive line coach. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's good. We still don't know who defensive coordinator is going to be. Uh, they did talk to Rex Ryan. Yep. You and I haven't talked about that. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that? Uh, better better defensive coordinator at this point than a head coach, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's a hot I don't take. fucking want him. I don't want um, him at all. I don't need him. I, I also don't need him. I don't know how his like personality yeah. would go over, um, especially – 
I don't know. I I think there was a time where he was a, obviously a great defensive coordinator yeah. in Baltimore before he went to the Jets, and and he was really good with the Jets uh, for two years, um, and the and the better part of 2011 too. Uh, but I think I don't know. Like you go to <laughs> when you spend too much time in TV uh, as well. It, there's a big time learning curve. I think when you come back. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad Sean Payton was only out of the game for a year. And there's probably some stuff that he needs to catch up to as well. But Rex Ryan's been at ESPN for, you know. A couple of years? Oh, might be like four. Yeah. There's also this weird – because like in Rex Ryan, he's a big personality. Um, he's going to say a lot of stuff because that's what's good for TV. Yeah. The Broncos were a punching bag. And he was no exception in terms of taking shots at that. I'm not sure that's the guy you want coming into your locker room. Uh, I don't really care what the resume is. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been a coach since 2016. He's yeah, been at ESPN since then. Yeah, so seven years now, six years. Yeah, I would not be excited about that hiring. Um, no, and it doesn't sound like he's much of a shoe in. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a long shot. I don't should know. We do why that we just make, should we just do like foot jokes for 25 yeah. minutes until people click out? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> um, and what Sean Desai possibly in the mix still? Yeah, as well as uh, Christian Parker, the DB's coach. Where's he from? Denver. Christian Parker. Yeah. Oh, I don't fucking know. That's why I'm asking. Is He's a DB's Park? coach for the Denver Broncos of the National Football League. He currently is? Currently, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I just didn't know he was our defensive backs coach <laughs> this season. It's okay. Uh, I thought Russell Wilson was the defensive backs coach. Yeah, that's why he was spread too thin last season. He had so many jobs Asked him to, to do. do too much. Yeah, Asked him to do too much. He had to run a charity. It's probably why the charity was yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're donating one percent to the Alzheimer's Association. It's more than it's more than Russell Wilson, I think. No, it's 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 twenty three percent less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not a charity. It's a business that right. we're also giving a little bit of money to. Uh, and something came out too, like about the charity thing. In uh, it was a handful of guys who also won Walter Payton Man of the Year, and their charities were contributing similar amounts percentage wise. Yes. Uh, so it's like it's it, it might be a thing where for these player run charity things, where it's not that much of an outlier, but if you're comparing them to reputable charities. Uh, the percentage is not good. Yeah. And then when you look at the inflated salaries for a minimal number of employees, it's still not good. Uh, but maybe like they didn't know that and I'll give them a chance to change that uh, and make it better because Russ put out a video, um, but it didn't really clarify anything. It was just classic like Russ, uh, spin, Russ. positivity. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, you know, when that information comes out and people are giving 
if you give a hundred dollars and you find out 23 of those dollars are actually going to the charitable cause, people don't like it. Um, so yeah, they'll make it better. Hopefully if not, I'm sure nobody will remember next year. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm throw more touchdowns and people won't care us. Here's the thing with me when it comes to my own team, I'm not qualified to speak on it. If this is a, another AFC West rival, rest assured, I would, I, I would Josh want McDaniel's them in jail. Charity? Oh my God. Yeah. Guess what? He doesn't give to charity. <laughs> no. He's he, an, Josh McDaniels, anti-charity. He steals from he charity, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, he should start a charity and it's um, just lock Jackson Mahomes in a cellar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him come out <laughs> until you're done playing oh football. My God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so funny seeing Mahomes' dad, too. Dude, I wish Patrick Mahomes was his dad because his dad seems it's cool. Funny. But it's so funny that, like, you get Patrick Mahomes Sr. and then Patrick Mahomes Jr. And then somewhere along the line, you got Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like, Patrick Mahomes Sr., that dude seems cool. Like, yeah. I could have some beers with him. Patrick Mahomes, personality-wise, uh, he just seems boring to me. Seems he doesn't fine. seem like a yeah. bad dude. Uh, he just seems like very plain. Maybe he's funny. I don't know. But he's an incredible athlete. He's clutch. He performs. Like, sure. just an insane talent. Comes from a confident dad who... Uh, played baseball. Played baseball. Makes yeah. sense. What is Jackson Mahomes' skill? It's annoying people. That's his yeah. greatest skill. Yeah. Uh, I would throw... I would throw his wife in there too. <laughs> well, also good at annoying people for yeah. sure. It's funny, um, but it is a weird. It's a weird mix. It's a weird mix. There was a what's that Joey? Uh, what's his last name? Molinaro. Yeah. <laughs> he did a Mahomes at, on the Howard Stern show, and he's doing <laughs> Howard Stern and Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty. pretty it's. Funny. It's so funny that old Peter Schrager was uh, the top comment under there. Really? And uh, he was talking a lot about um, Patrick Mahomes blowing an opportunity by marrying his high school sweetheart. Because uh, Howard Stern well. would have been fucking yeah. everything that walked if he were Patrick Mahomes. It was just funny to see Schrager uh, saying, this is your best work so far <laughs> in the comments. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, go watch it. It's pretty good. Is Mahomes' press impression... A, Howard Stern, B, but it's the 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 back and forth. I feel like a Stern impression is kind of hard to do. Yeah, he has like the man. The voice is, I think, hard to to land. The mannerisms and the what he says, pretty spot on. But yeah, I feel like you have to uh, you have to smoke a lot of cigarettes to get Howard Stern. Interesting. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. That's my I've never been a Stern head or anything. Yeah. Um, all right. So Garrett Bowles, maybe that's the, maybe it's not Garrett Bowles. The other yeah, guy's yeah, name fun. they use is what? Draymond Jones. I don't want to see. I, if you had to I, choose I just keep people, them both. Well, yeah, keep them both. You can only keep one though. I say you keep Dre because we basically played all of last year without Garrett Bowles. Uh, 
wasn't necessarily didn't good. Work. <laughs> yeah, didn't, I don't know about that. It wasn't good with him either, really. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were rushing for 200 yards a game or, yeah. you know, Russell Wilson was lighting it up uh, without bowls. Do you think it's uh, easier to find uh, a yeah, defensive end, a 3-4 defensive end, or a left tackle? I guess I don't know enough about this upcoming draft. Uh, yeah. Same. I don't know which position's deeper right now. We should have but, a draft expert on the show. Yeah. So at some point. I just feel like we know the defense was working. Um, yeah. And – Jones was a, a a pretty big piece. Also, he tweeted uh, that he fucking hates the Chiefs. So I did like that. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Uh, he also had to uh, tell everybody to chill because he never liked the "Let's Ride" catchphrase, and he got a lot of heat for that. But um, honesty. Yeah, keep them both. Let's try and keep them both. And unless you get, if you get a first rounder for Garrett Bowles, are you taking it? Uh, from who? I don't know. From the Bears. Well, you got to get <laughs> from the uh, from the Chiefs. Oh. No, the Saints just give us back. <laughs> I yeah. want that draft pick to like change hands one more time. I, I like that. that. Yes. Yep. And yep. they give us Ryan Ramchek. The sisterhood of the traveling draft pick. Yeah. You think Derek Carr goes to the Saints or the Panthers or the Jets? I think uh, I think you might have sold me on the the Panthers with the with the video slash script yesterday. I think Did that's just a good it? fit um, yeah. with uh, oh, Reich's just Reich's just the dude. I think and um, yeah, I just their personality just, seemed like they would fit pretty well together too. Yeah, but maybe that was a problem. Carson Wentz and, and Reich had the connection, didn't work. Yeah, right. Or Wentz. He doesn't get along with anybody, though. Just because he's a Christian doesn't mean he's uh, good. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't think he's not a good guy. I just think he's probably tough to be around. Sounds kind yeah, of yeah. It sounds like there's some some issues there, but who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, we should know a lot more about the coaching staff later this week. Uh, maybe we'll bang out another podcast. If not, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we are in the off season. Yep. Welcome to the off season. Feels good, doesn't it? Really. Uh, yes. <laughs> XFL. We'll be yep. on XFL Monday with the best and worst of it. I'm gonna drop a XFL power rankings too this week. So, yes. Nothing more fun than power ranking shit you have no idea about. Yeah. All right. Good night. And John Elway plays entire career without an ACL. And good luck. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.